Welcome to episode 19 of the Wiretap Podcast with Alex. Hey, Carlos. And why don't you introduce our guest for, for tonight's show, Carlos? Yeah, man, we've got a special guest in the building. We've got uh, an independent record label right now that is hot, that is climbing the charts. We'll talk more about that. But it is King's Row Records. Magic King's Row. Uh, Magic, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for having well, me. Welcome. Yeah, welcome to the show, man. Happy yeah, well, we're glad you made it. We've seen uh, we've seen so much happen uh, here in the past week. Magic, uh, I believe you just recently got uh, started climbing the charts. I believe you're at number thirty, right? You're at yeah, number thirty on the Urban Forty SoundCloud hip hop chart. So tell me, tell me, how's that feel? Tell me, how do you feel about that? It's feeling good, man. Like I said, that's my best performing release to date. So that's uh, probably my third official single after my debut ep so you know it's just been an upward trajectory the whole way so i'm feeling real good yeah tell tell us about this uh this single that's climbing the charts uh handle my biz handle my biz so it's a banger that's the first and foremost thing that i gotta mention about it it was executive produced by yours truly there he is he's here there you go there you go that's you that's you executive hey, by the way, let, me, let me let me jump on this let me just say thank you for giving me that opportunity uh the first time like i was just we were just talking about this earlier the first time i heard that beat i, I right off the bat i said we got gold we got gold we got gold because honestly it is it is just fantastic and you and i know and alex knows that the beat is what's going it, it's it's just as good as the lyrics have got to be right it is what mm-hmm. makes that sound. It is what makes that song come together. So tell us about the inspiration you pulled from it. Definitely the inspiration behind the track was just vibing with friends. So it was one of those tracks where the first time I heard it, I'm in the studio with other people. So it was easy. It was everybody's on good vibe. So you just laid a hook down. Though. That's all I laid down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Do you start with the hook and then you transition to the what you want to say in the story? How, how's your process of how do you know? No, no rhyme or reason, man, because on top of me running my record label, I work full time and I got a family. So um, I literally just don't stop working. It's times where if I'm on the bus commuting to work, I'll just text myself lyrics. If I don't have no beats, then I'm just writing rhymes and I'm just texting myself all day lyrics. And then later when there's some beats, I'll try to find some beats or other times I got beats, but no lyrics. So I'm just listening to these beats all day, trying to think of lyrics. And like I said, there's no rhyme or reason, but I will say that every song kind of has a feeling and what you don't want to do is miss out on that feeling. So when you have a feeling and you're creating music and it's flowing, don't stop. Just keep going. That's that's kind of what I live by. I had a chance to listen to it um, before our show, and man, the 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 beat, the beat definitely it's 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 something that you could just bang on it by itself. I mean, it's it's a nice beat. It's 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 bumping the the lyrics on it. I think you killed it. Uh, I was telling you earlier that I really love the you know the beginning part as far as it goes like super hard even though the back end as well and and i was telling you about you know i believe that you can use it for memes and stuff because it really goes to today's culture where you're taking lyrics of a song and then they're blowing up uh, songs that people are not used to hearing even old songs but man i i really love what you did with the song i i think it was uh it, it definitely can go higher for sure 
I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to get some credit to your boy Don Carlos over here too, because he definitely he threw in a bar. He threw in some bars. It's it's a bar too in there that that he he threw in there. So you know, it's, he's, a, he's a guy with multi talented. Multi-talented. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? That, that's Listen. why I surround myself with them. Magic. You know, you know what it is. It's the city of Atlanta. That's what it's I credit it to. It's the city of Atlanta. It's that's what it is. A, Especially East Atlanta. Like it, I, I, I personally know so many musicians. East Atlanta is probably worth a billion dollars alone off the music potential that it's lives in that Decatur. city. Decatur. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah. You see that smile as soon as you say the greater Decatur, right? It shows up. <laughs> it does. I see it. Listen, listen. And this is and, 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 and those of you that are listening are thinking, wait a minute. You just heard that this man has got I mean, he's got multiple. He's got multiple songs. Don't get me wrong. Uh, you heard him say he he's uh, he's got three hits. This is this is one of the hits that has been climbing the charts. Uh, correct me. Step in anytime you need to magic. But this is it's you heard me say he's at the top 30 right now on hip hop. Uh, not only that, here, here is the part that I don't know if you have caught. Uh, those of you who listen, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. You see, when Alex asked him, so, so tell us about the inspiration. Tell us what he do. Tell us about the, tell us about the sauce, right? What is the process for the sauce? And in that moment, you heard him say, I'll be sitting on the bus. And as I'm sitting on the bus, I'm writing things down. And don't forget, I'm also, you know, I, I have a nine to five. You know, he's, mm -hmm. and some of you may not. Got to make optimal use of my time i don't have a second to waste um every second is a working second or an opportunity to be working and just with that in mind i just try to take advantage and 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 by trade i mean you are an accountant uh yeah. for for the city uh yeah so he's he's doing well financially but here's where we're leading busy work oh sure. yeah very very busy, busy work <laughs> but you know what's interesting is you heard him say he jumped on the bus and you're thinking wait a minute here's an independent here's an independent label here's a hip-hop artist who's climbing the charts what's he doing riding the bus right hey what's he, no 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 no. hang on we're gonna get to that because this is the beautiful part about this whole thing and this is why we're here magic i i need you to just tell us tell us not just the process on building a song tell us what got you here right uh, as much as you can compress uh, tell us what got you here, because there is there is something to be said about that. Those things are not just coincidences, right? There's a reason why you're not driving the latest and the greatest, right? There's a reason why you're not uh, uh, doing XX, you know, you, you fill in the blank, whatever it is, because you know the sacrifice. And this goes back to, you know, everybody wants to be a business owner. Well, do, do you have the heart to be a business owner, right? Everybody wants to be in, an investor. That's great. Do you have a heart to be an investor, right? Is your well, perseverance the there, right? The stomach, can you can you uh, really digest what's about to happen? Because everyone, again, everyone wants to live in that Instagram moment, if we can call it that. But some of them may not have what it, it takes to live it in real life. So so Magic, tell us tell us about what got you here. How, how did you get to this point? Because I know, you know, you just told us you're from the East Atlanta, from the greater Decatur. That's great. However, you're not in Decatur now, right? Oh, no, I'm in Denver right now. And I would say this kind of all started in 2020, man, because um, what it what it was specifically what prompted all this and set everything in motion was just a feeling of failure. Um, I sat down and I had a just 2020 set everybody down. Right. So I just had a inflection and 
in, in that moment, I'm thinking to myself, like, yo, I haven't really accomplished anything that I, I set out to accomplish. My family, I made it out the hood, but my family is still in the hood. Mm. You feel me? They're still mm. in, the, in the thick of it. And I'm out here, I'm making $75,000 a year driving a nice Nissan Leaf, got the backup Honda. My girl got a Honda. We got a nice apartment in the city. We, we living good. But like I said, once I had this realization, I just had to cut all of that because at some point I started enjoying the money and just forgot what it was about. And because of that, I had to kind of just strip my life back down to where it was in the beginning. And, and so with that being said, I just cut my costs down all the way. I just pay rent now. I just got a little studio for just me. Um, you went got back to the basics. That I was about to say that. You simply back went basics. back to the basics for the sake of chasing a dream, right? Yeah. You know, today on the content calendar, if you look at, if you were looking at this, uh, those of you that are listening, uh, I, I labeled this, uh, this time the cost of a dream uh, only because there is so much of a cost that has gone into this. Uh, yeah, I even stepped down. Yeah, yeah, I even stepped yeah. down from my job at work because, like I said, I was making seventy five thousand as a senior accountant. I was on a really high trajectory. I was twenty six when I got that job. Mm. Um, I had people in discussions about backing me for a run for mayor of the city of mm. Denver. I had people in discussions prompting me or encouraging me to like pursue being a fiscal operator or even the controller of, of the city of, of that city of, and county of Denver. So, you know, no it's controllers, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like I said, I understood that these, this trajectory, this route, this accounting path is going to lead to a lot of individual accolades until I can start hiring my family as accountants or something. It doesn't do me any good um, with that being the realization that I made, I just needed to step back, assume less responsibility, less money, less everything. But like I said, I'm back to the basics now and I've been able to focus on my music. I done, my catalog, I, I've released probably about 16 tracks, but I'm up to about 35 total. So, you know, still got some work in the back. So I'm not, I'm not sure how old you are, but I told this to Carlos, man. It's like, you know, I I feel like mid-30s here is like, dude, I feel like I'm just getting started as well. You know, it's mm, like in, mm. I feel like these career paths, and, and this is one of our previous shows, I mentioned that sometimes as as parents or we've heard it from other people that says like, oh, you need to figure out what you got to do. You got to figure out. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm still figuring out. I'm here over here, mid-30s, still trying to figure out what I'm doing. <laughs> and we try to put all pressure in our kids yeah. and or these younger people that, that they're still got so much time that they can grow. And I feel I feel what you just said. It's almost you feel exactly the same. It was like, I'm getting started. Uh, I was on a trajectory to do this. You know, I downgraded whatever because I got this dream that I pursued that you feel like you're just starting on your journey and mm -hmm. so much mm -hmm. more uh, road to go. Right. Uh, you who knows where where all this would would lead. Hopefully you make it big and that's what you're doing. And if not, that's your dream. That's what you're pursuing. And, and I feel like we have a little similarity there because I also feel, and I'm sure Carlos almost feels like, even though he's I'm accomplished so much, yeah, man. yeah we're done. just getting started. You know, we've accomplished the new 20, yeah, but you just flip the page and you're trying to write the new chapter of your life, you know? 
and, and here's here's the thing, guys. You need to remember this, and and this is this is for all of us, right? Include myself and those of us that, that are listening, right? You look at uh, what big, massive CEOs of Walmart. Man didn't hit it till he was forty four, right? Yeah, he, he didn't mm-hmm. hit it till he was forty four. The Colonel, the famous KFC Colonel, didn't hit it until he was forty nine, right? So you're not a you you you. It's good that you start now. Here's here's where you don't need to be, right? You don't need to be 50, 60 years old, 70 years old saying, what I could have, should have, right? Mm-hmm. What if I could have done this? What if I did? And these are those moments, Magic, that you have actually, I mean, you've owned them. I mean, it's impressive. I'm not going to lie to you. It's impressive how you have said to yourself, in order for me to achieve this, I've got to do this. It and it's a lot of heart and a lot of stomach, like, you know, just going back to what you were saying. Absolutely. And that's the thing. One day you'll look back and realize, man, it was all worth it. Right. So yeah. there is a cost to a dream as long as you realize that there is a cost to a dream. And and that process that you've I mean, honestly, you you've put it back and start. Right. You reset, put it back and start and look at now. Here we are a year later. Right. Because you dropped everything. You put it off to the side. I'll get to it when I get to it. Right. Eight months. About eight eight months. months. Look at that. Not even 365 days. And here you are with a top 30. Right? Top 30 on SoundCloud. Top 40. Urban Come hip hop. Come, Come on. on. Come top on, 30 in eight months. Come on. We going up. As, That's what we doing. And, and as an independent label now. Now, some of our listeners may not know. What's the difference between an independent label and, and uh, you know, the others? Tell us why you wanted to do this. Uh, I know there's a lot of, of components. There's some shady stuff in the industry uh, when it comes to ownership and what that looks like and how contracts are broken down. And, you know, you talk about royalties, you talk about uh, X, Y, and Z. So tell us why you decided to go down this route versus trying to put this in a corporate label's hands, right? Yeah, and, and I... I t- Totally. That's a really good question. And, and that's something that, you know, I'm still figuring out every day, to be honest, but at the same token, what I did know when I started out was that I'm going to need a certain amount of control because a, that's the only way I'm going to be able to grow at a pace that I can control. Um, that's, that was important to me. I didn't want to get into this and just have somebody just putting me in different places, you understand? So it's like, it's for me, that was important, the control piece. So that's why I wanted to have my own label versus just be an artist. I always tell people, you hear me say King's Road just as much as you hear me say my stage name, which is magic. So it's, it's, it's one and the same at this point. And the reason why it's, it's going to be beneficial to me in the long run is just because of that ownership piece, man. We, we're in the age where people need to be thinking about ownership. The value of the dollar is declining like crazy. You feel me? So your money is going to burn just as fast as you made it. You need to own something so that you can keep making it. That's right. No, absolutely. Let your money and, work and you for know, you. It, mm-hmm. it just, and I think I already said this story once, but it's, it's almost like that Disney guy who made, I think, the the voice of Simba back in the days they were going to make give him a huge payout. And they were like, oh, that's a lot of money. Two million dollars. Yeah, a million blah, dollars, blah, blah. I believe. Yeah. No, it was two. It was two million dollars. Two million. And two million. After the excitement word, they're like, no, wait a minute. Let's do a basic royalties. And they opted to just receive a hundred thousand dollar check. 
and then everything was royalties and he's still benefiting from today as we speak now he's getting a paycheck and it's outgrew tremendously those two million dollars if he would have took it up front he would have been at a loss so yeah. it's the ownership of you of yourself like you said that that'll probably pay way more dividends in the future this yeah is, and this is the traditional story of risk over reward right definitely 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 risk over reward and you know the 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 other thing that's that's important about the ownership piece is just the fact that again i started out thinking about other people so i wasn't just thinking about myself so it's the the best way for me to help everybody that i want to help to help my community to help my family mm -hmm. to help my friends mm -hmm. is for me to be in a position of ownership as opposed to just an employee i would say that that comes from an upbringing that you had magic is that fair mm -hmm. to say totally fair to say um specifically because that's just what what my mom put in me i, I will say at first i you know, I kind of struggle with that and, and owning a business because, you know, you growing up in Atlanta, you, you everybody's a boss. So, you know, you, you, you struggle to find your place. But just with me being out in Denver, being out in the world, um, just my whole journey. So you got I started out in Nashville, Tennessee. I was out there by myself, no family, no friends. I knew people, but no family, no friends ended up going to Savannah State University. That's where I got my bachelor's degree in accounting. Again, I had one uncle, one cousin. Aside from that, I was by myself because they was worrying about other stuff. They wasn't worrying about school. I'm focusing on school. Uh, long story short, ended up in Denver by myself. And just all these opportunities where I'm out living by myself, I realized that, hey, I do have a competitive edge over a lot of people and i should be giving them orders not in a disrespectful sense but just from a perspective of the fact that i've lived through more than they have i have more experience at life and then not to mention i my business acumen is pretty sharp i've done pretty good for myself i'm 27 and i like i said i was on my way to being a controller of the city and county of denver so um, my, my business acumen it kind of speaks for itself and just with me um, recognizing that about myself. I needed to be alone in my own space, away from other bosses so I can flourish and grow and see what I can be and what I can do. And like I said, just the things that I've accomplished for companies and bosses and yeah. Sam's Club and the city and county of Denver, yeah. I could be accomplishing those same things for myself. Yeah, yeah. And I so think- yeah, go ahead, Alex. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, is it fair to say that you were in a position to be um, a leader of, of above other people that maybe were older than you were? Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. When when I was a... Uh... Oh, no, I was just going to say, the, uh, my question would be, did you find it awkward? Because I think we all, in different parts of our life, accelerated more than others probably because of our competitive edge i think all of us in the call are, are similar on that and um did you find it a little bit where people take it where how would i word this they don't like where you're the younger kid and they're a lot older taking orders from you because i've experienced that before and i just want to see your take because mm. even though it's a different atmosphere and then you're more on the accounting side i feel like it's almost the same space 
Yeah, yeah, you will get a little bit of that or a lot, I suppose. But just for me personally, I didn't experience it too much because um, like, I, I, like I said, I spent a lot of time on the road alone. And in the process of doing that, I became really sure of myself and my abilities. And um, just, just the way I was brought up, I, I, I wouldn't allow it allow it too much i guess like yeah, people yeah. knew they couldn't if, if i'm like, if i'm in charge i'm in charge like yeah, <laughs> that's that's just what it is, what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and you own it right you yeah own you own it you got yeah. to you got you got to own it and you got to remind them why you're there right yeah you've got to remind them why you're there you got to give yourself your roses that's right that's right you have to and and here's and and, and i don't know about you alex uh, and also i don't know about you magic but for me, you know, there's there's a whole gamut of events that have happened throughout my life, but I always go back to this one moment. I'll tell you, I put it on the content counter. Uh, the, it's called, I call it my brown bag story. Uh, when I was a kid and I was going to school, and I think I might have told story this, time, story time. Uh, I there was this. It's called the brown bag story because when I was in school, I would always look around, and you know, my parents they immigrated to this country. Uh, migrated to this country i would say a long time ago i was three years old and i ended up going to a school in a district in an area that uh, a lot of kids didn't look like me right and uh because they didn't look like me i, I could recognize they didn't look like me and uh because of that one of the things i still remember this brown bag story it took place in a lunchroom and I remember seeing all these, uh, you know, and, and this is not anything derogatory to our white listeners whatsoever, okay? I, I saw a bunch of white kids uh, with their brown small paper bags, right? Where they would go into their little bags and they'd pull out their sandwich, they'd pull out the little juicy juice, uh, they'd pull out their sandwich and their chips. They always had those juicy juice, uh, you know, they look like little barrels. Man, when I was a kid, I wanted those darn barrels. I'm <laughs> the huggies. You, yeah, man, I couldn't afford them. <laughs> so anyway, so I would always look at them and I'm like, man, I one day I'm gonna get me some. I'm gonna get me a sandwich and and some chips some and paper one, bag. And, and, and one of these little huggies. But I saw it. What mattered to me was not the sandwich, Arnez. What mattered to me was not the drink. It did. It wasn't the chips. It was when I got back home and I would say to my mom. Mom, can we get, can you send some, I want to take my lunch tomorrow. Can you buy me some, some brown bags? She said, I don't need to buy you any brown bags. I, I, I know what I give you in. She went to the, underneath the, the, where you wash your hands, right? And the sink, I mean, I'm losing my words here. She'd go underneath the sink and she pulled out back in the day, there was these the grocery stores. She pulled out <laughs> a plastic bag, right? A plastic bag. She said, you could take this or you could take this. And what this was, was a brown paper bag that she got from the grocery store, but not the little grocery bag, not the little brown bag, the big brown bag. <laughs> back in the day, right? The big back in the day brown grocery. So you just put oh, your there. And I remember saying, mom, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. And she said, to, and to this day, I'll remind her of that story. And she's like, I don't remember that. Yes, you do. You remember. <laughs> but let me tell you why I remember that. Is because I realized in that moment that we were we were so poor, right, that we couldn't afford those brown bags. Yeah. And you fast forward 30 something years later in my life. Right. The reason I do what I do, the reason the hustle lives inside me 
whether it's an educational hustle or whether it's a street hustle, right? The mm-hmm. reason the hustle is alive and breathing and there's life in there is because I go back to that brown bag and I remind myself, I'm going to get that. I'm going to get those bags. I'm going to make sure I keep those bags and I'll make sure that I can hand those bags down as I continue to live my life. Right. So there is always something that we're reaching for. Right. Because there are these moments, these pivotal moments in our lives, as silly as this brown bag story uh, that took place in the lunchroom uh, exists and took place in my life. There is something in your life. Right. That you reflect back that you said, that's why my hustle is so strong. That's yeah. why I continue to do what I do, right? And yeah. for me, it was that brown bag. Uh, Alex, I don't know about you. Uh, uh, Magic, I don't know about you. But if you could elaborate, tell me about your brown bag moment real quick. Yes. So, <laughs> I had to set it up, right, before I could I could break it down. So anyway, go ahead. Tell me about that. So for me, my brown bag, paper bag moment, I suppose, would be just the fact that um, I, was, I was having a conversation with my brother. I went home to Atlanta in 2019. I was having a conversation with one of my little brothers in the midst of that conversation. I admitted to him, yo, you know, I didn't used to eat at home because I'm trying to leave the food for y'all to eat. That's, that's how poor we were. Like we, we seriously had to ration food, like in the household food stamps. We got, it's 11 of us. So the food stamps only going to go so far. You feel me? The state did a good job with that. Hey, (laughs) <laughs> the state didn't care enough to break us off something proper. So, right, right. you know, with, with that being said, like just the fact that he responded, he said, I noticed that. Like he he realized that like you never used to eat our mom cooking. You never used to eat anything at home, really. And that's my brown paper bag story. I just didn't want just knowing the fact that my, my younger siblings might still have to do that for each other. Is that that didn't sit right with me? Cost of a dream, cost of a dream. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have that. You know, uh, not that it's anything bad, but it, I didn't have that type of upbringing, right? We we weren't in a situation where we had a ration food or anything like that. We we're actually from my dad's side, even though he stepped out of the picture. What I take it from my mom's side was she was a very hard worker, even after my dad. Uh, basically end up leaving us it's is she was still a hard worker uh, dude she she holded two jobs we she never pried us from anywhere anything she we used to go everywhere she used to take us all kinds of places and we used to travel go to uh, do, go to mexico go to all these other places well she used to take care of her money she know how to save um so what i took it is the life lessons of work hard take care of yourself um, and, 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 you know, and I take that in, and even though she's not with us anymore, you know, uh, rest in peace, mom. Right. But, um, it's, it's one of those lessons that they take you in to, for me, what it means is, is being honest and being a hard worker and just worried about yourself. She wasn't, and also she helped a lot of people, man. Um, you know, if people didn't have money, she, she would, she would lend money out. She would do this. She was almost like her own little banker, uh, and sometimes people wouldn't even pay her back and she wasn't worried about it. You know, she knows she's like, Hey, it's, it is what it is. And she would just move on. I mean, to this day, there's people that still didn't pay back debts. Right. But you know, it, it is what it is. And we let that story goes. And I, and I take that for what it means to me 
is the life lessons that she showed me. And I think that's the hustle that I, I take is trying to better myself and put in my position that like, almost like you said, help my immediate family or put my family into a better position, like moving forward and and what I lead to for my kids. No matter what it is, if the hustle lives, there's always a brown bag story telling you there's always yeah. a brown bag. But you know what? I do share I do share yeah. the black, the the little um, brown paper bags because I thought they were cool too. Because I, I when I was in, in Cali living in the schools and I would see like other kids and I was like, why don't we have the paper bag? And I made my mom go one time and buy the paper bags and put the sandwich because I wanted to fit in. But <laughs> And we only did it once. Once the paper bags, I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. I, I, I lived yeah, that yeah, experience, yeah. you know. Yeah. Nah, but I, I, I thought it was did. funny. That's why I laughed a little bit when you said about the because I was like, oh, I remember that kid. too. <laughs> I remember that too, you know. <laughs> you know, it happens. But here's and listen, I'm I'm not trying to get too deep into this, but uh, switch switching gears a little bit, uh, just just slightly. Uh, I want to stay on this topic for a minute, but Magic, tell me. I know you're in Denver. I know you're from the Greater Decatur. I know you're all about the A. I'm all about the A. You know me. I've lived there for, for a good bit. Mm-hmm. Here's a piece. Here's here's my question. Here's here's my piece of, of breaking it off. Tell me about what the hip hop scene is like in Denver because Denver, from what I understand, when I say look, even the way I say Denver, right? Denver. <laughs> when I think of Denver, I don't hear hip hop, right? right? So so tell me. I, I, listen, okay, I'll be real with you. When I hear Denver, I hear about I hear about weed dispensaries, right? I hear about dispensaries and 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 marijuana and legalizing it. That's the that's the, the that's the stigma, right? When it comes mm-hmm. to Denver, but I don't hear hip hop. So tell me, tell me about your experience in, in this particular, uh, you know, I guess you can say uh, the hip hop culture and and where how, does it respect it, right? Does it does it support it? Does it come alongside it? What's it? Tell me about that. So I gotta um, give you guys a little opening story just to set the mood. Yeah. I I was just graduating undergrad, so just graduated Savannah State. Coming out to DU, they flew me out to visit. Right. First, they they set me up with a black student to host me and show me around, drive me around, all that good stuff. And the very first thing she told me, basically off the plane to the car, very first thing, watch yourself and watch who you talk to, because I know you're from the South, but racism here is a little bit more covert. So it don't look the same. Mm. They'll take it out on you at work. Mm. You won't have a job. Wow. Right? Wow. So wow. with that being the background, it, there isn't much of a hip hop scene here because there aren't many black people here. Okay. Um, what would you say the demographic is? I, mean, I would I say the ratio. Yeah. yeah, the demographic is primarily um, Hispanic, Mexican, I believe, uh-huh. and white. So that that's the, the the dominant demographic here. And then aside from that, you got small groups of Asians, Russians then black people are just dispersed all over but they're a little bit more condensed in um colorado springs but not in denver oh wow wow yeah. so do you get the looks when you go into stores yeah i do get looks all the time even at work like uh How did that play out because you were i mean you were climbing 
I mean, st- I mean, you've turned down a position. I'm sure that's, they're thinking, what's that about, right? And, and that kind of goes a little bit what I asked earlier, you know, an African-American man and, and, and basically at a high level directing other people and being a leader, some people don't take that too well. All the more reason why you got to own it. That's right. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Because they'll run you out the position. But to answer the question is, is it, I get looks at work like it, it and, and I know what it is. You understand? Like I've experienced it my whole life. I went to a predominantly white elementary school. The principal suspended me every chance she got. On average, I was suspended about two months out of every school year. And so like in elementary school. So it, a coworker, they open the door for themselves and then they'll squeeze through, but they won't hold it open for me. I know they'll hold it open for somebody else if they were mm. not my complexion. Of course. Just stuff like that. So it's, again, like I needed to be sure of myself. That's one reason, again, why I'm able to accept the risk of starting my own record label, because I'm that sure of myself at this point. If, you, if you're not sure of yourself, they'll, like I said, that, that'll get in your head and it'll get the best of you. Of course, of course, especially being in Denver, right, uh, where you're trying to bring about the hip hop culture. Right. Yeah. I believe what is it? Wale's coming in a couple of weeks. Wale will be here next weekend. So I'm gonna definitely tap in with that. Um, they got a little block party going on, and that's gonna be thrown by the drop um a radio station out here. So it's it's growing. It's 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 um it's a it's there are small pockets of like established hip hop personnel yeah. who are all pushing it and trying to collectively build out the infrastructure, mm-hmm. but right now. Like there aren't many clubs that cater to hip hop. Like you might go out and listen to some live music. I, I go out to listen to live music, scope out venues and whatnot. It might yeah. be a guy playing Irish music, singing about his Irish pride or something like that. And what? Irish pubs and um, yeah, like wow. it's 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 definitely not hip hop out here. And it's oh. not quite country. It's just, it's different. You might go out downtown, they have street performers and whatnot, and okay. you'll have a crowd of people around the guy blowing some kind of little weird flute or just playing a guitar, not really singing, but just playing. Yeah. And it's, so it's like, so, I was going to ask, so is there a particular reason why Denver keeps you there? Is it? I was going to say, yeah, you, good move. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. if, if the, scene for hip-hop is not there is it like going to i don't know like say california or somewhere else or atlanta, coming right? back to atlanta yeah, where the hip-hop yeah. industry is a little bit more you know is more out there is there's definitely more people vibing to it is is there a difference or you feel that have you ever thought about that you know yeah i've given it some thought for sure but the reason why i won't and why i haven't yet is because I look at it as a land of opportunity um, for a lot of different reasons. The marijuana itself is gonna cause a lot of people to gravitate here. Um, preferably the black population will continue to grow like it's been growing pretty good, a pretty good pace over the past 10 years is, is what I've kind of um, tracked it back to just 10 years of pretty solid growth. And like I said, with that being, the, the situation, like I, I know people are coming, I know people are here, but even beyond that point, like you gotta understand hip hop is pop culture now. It's not just, it's not just hip hop anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, pop yeah. culture now. And with that being the situation and the landscape, I have potentially 
everything at my disposal. I can I can get a buzz anywhere at this point. And with that being said, I don't really feel the need to leave Denver, Colorado. I appreciate it. I always tell my mom, like it's it's a good feeling not not to have to worry about a job, even if you transition in jobs. Since I've been in Denver, Colorado, like I have not had to worry about employment. Growing up in Atlanta, man, I must have applied to everywhere in Atlanta. Like as a teenager, I couldn't get a job. As a um, college student, I couldn't get like summer work. Like nothing. Like dang. So I, just the fact that the empl- the employment here is is steady and. That, that alone speaks volumes. Like I said, I come from nothing. So like that was new for me. <laughs> Certainly being a catalyst, uh, Magic, in, in Denver, uh, breaking into a new scene, right? Uh, presenting the scene, uh, building upon a scene, whatever it is, uh, I certainly uh, uh, I salute you. I, I support you. Uh, you. we, we, we certainly, uh, have your back on this as, as much as possible from, from our circle of influence. I know Alex, uh, wanted you to, for sure, drop, drop that handle, uh, drop that handle uh, and tell us where people can find you. I know you've got some, some big things coming up, uh, even mm-hmm. greater things in this top 30, uh, charts that are in the works right now in the pipeline. Yeah. Drop that handle and tell us where the people can find you. Uh, they can definitely find me at Walla, W-A-H-L-L. A-H dot magic on Instagram um, or they can find me at magic M-A-J-I-C from Kings Row on SoundCloud. Um, also, if you want to go to kingsrowpresents.com, you can find all my music there for free. So go stream it, go run it up. And your new song is uh, what's Handle My Biz, HMB for short. Yeah. Shout out to Don Cantu ah. for executive producing that. Uh, so switching switching topics now. <laughs> appreciate you dropping that and talking about another phenomenon that's it's part of the you know definitely Hispanic culture. And I've seen a lot of people uh, from other cultures gravitating. And that we're talking yeah, about yeah, Bad Bunny. Yeah. You know, Bad Bunny's been. <laughs> uh, a phenomena in, in in the Hispanic, like I said, but also. Everyone Even seems to in be the Anglo-White yeah. Saxon uh, culture, man, it's it. They don't know what he's saying, but they're yeah, 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 and buying. <laughs> they're crazy up, about him. Yeah, they are. They'll buy up the Crocs. You know what I mean? He just the he buys. Yeah, yeah, he connects. I mean, Magic, did you have you heard of Bad Bunny? Have you listened to Bad Bunny? Yeah, I have heard of him. I've listened to him. I um, he hasn't made anything with any of the artists that I follow though. So you know, once he kind of tap in with some some tap some urban trap artists, some black trap artists, that's when I'll probably get excited about his music. Until then, though, I definitely recognize that the genius behind it and just the marketing and oh man, the the persona and just he he plays into it like for sure he he definitely sells himself (laughs) what's he doing on the wwe anyway like really hold on talking about selling i don't know if you guys you know got wind of the article but his concert tickets are so hard to get there's people that are waiting 10 hours just to try to get in these virtual lines tickets are being sold tremendously fast and the ticket prices escalated so high that it's crazy man I mean, it's, I believe, listen, I heard, the last person I spoke to, it was $800, like nosebleed. Nosebleed at 800 Now, remember, we're in a pandemic. 
you know, uh, 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 Mac Daddy Biden dropped three checks, right? Dropped three <laughs> checks. Moneybag Joe. <laughs> Moneybag Joe <laughs> dropped three checks. So why not put on a concert and call it your last one, right? When you've only done four, right? You've only done maybe four tours and you're saying this is the last one. Of course, it's a marketing, right? Opportunity. Of course, it's a money grab. And then you hike up sales because of the demand. Again, we go back to demand is, is at, this, at this point, right? At this point, it is what it's about right now, right? People have not left their home in a while. People are afraid to travel. So why not go down the street to the concert and pay $800 for a nosebleed section to watch this man with different colored glasses say, yeah, 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 yeah. No, right. And you're talking about, no, those tickets that you're talking about $800, they're, those tickets are way in the back, Carlos. That's I, what I'm saying. Might... That's what, that's nosebleed. <laughs> yeah, man, that's yeah, nosebleed. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying, but if you want to take it up in the front, right there in personal, those are running you around two thousand to three thousand, sometimes even six thousand dollars a ticket. And then the resellers get on there, right? Yeah. Man, you know that's crazy, but at the same time, like I said, I recognize the genius because this is the perfect time to do that, to do that tour, to do that specific tour. This is the perfect time for that specific tour. The way they rolled it out. Yes, yes. If I had the following, yes, yes, 100%. One of the things that's kind of, I guess you can take from this is I'm glad to see that we're somehow going back to normalcy a little bit with people getting vaccinated in a lot of the the states, you know, lifting up the restrictions. I'm not jumping into it. I'm just talking about in general for concerts and what it means. What it means is just means that Hey, we can host a concert. We can go to a boxing Baseball match. Game. Right, right, right. And kind of like if we also going into our next topic that I wanted to touch on really quick was the Canelo, right? Canelo uh, basically speaking fought in the boxing. stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, speaking, it was like 70,000 attendants in that con, I mean, in that boxing fight. And that was so a now concert. we got bad. Yeah, not a concert, right? But I mean, I almost no, felt it was like a, a concert. concert. It felt like a yeah, concert. Yeah, right? It felt like, but now <laughs> we got bad that magic. Bunny. Did you catch that fight? No, I didn't catch it. I didn't and catch it. Even when I watched boxing frequently, yeah. I was kind of just tuned into the heavyweights. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, he's definitely not a heavyweight. But I'll tell you this: it was a, it was a Mexican patriotism concert, if you ask me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you agree, yeah, Alex? Sure. I mean, no, it, was, it was a, it was a show. It was a Canelo was a Canelo. show. That's that's typically how Canelo fights turn out, though, because like I said, it's a big Mexican population out here in Denver. So you yeah. know, those events are kind of they kind of end like a Cinco de Mayo date would. That's, what, yeah, that's no. why he fights. That's why he does. picks a date, Cinco de Mayo weekend, and he right, picks up right. uh, September the 16th, which is uh, Mexico's Independence, Independence Day yeah. uh-huh. weekend. So they're big festivities already. And he just throws a show, makes it more people, the crowds and everything. He makes a killing off of it. It's, and it's, I have seen him fight a couple of times. Like the strength is definitely there. Like he's definitely oh, he's a strong guy in that division. Yeah, like yeah. he, 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 if it, I feel like he's the equivalent of like uh, Mike Tyson in that division, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. That's, that's, no, a, that's, that's a, a high compliment. compliment. That's a big yeah. compliment right there. Yeah, he can fight. I've seen him fight. Yeah. <laughs> so so no, look, sure. it's, Talking about fighting, how you 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 compared them. I was just talking about De La Hoya released a couple things, basically saying that this guy had no no flat foot. And I'm gonna try to pull it up really quick. But basically, he said De La Hoya uh, was talking junk the whole time this man is fighting at home. Yeah. So he's like, please, <laughs> this guy doesn't, you know, he's 
He doesn't even have the hook. He doesn't have heels. He's flat-footed. He's blah, blah, blah. And, and, and all his boys are like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you only did it. You only did it. And then was like, check. hey, if I had to talk, you effing traitor. And then he's like, he was like, do me a favor. Go F yourself. You know, like, I think the lawyer is just mad because he's not getting no bags. No opportunity to make money. But the reason he was dismissed is because De La Hoya got greedy, right? He got greedy. Oh, he wasn't fulfilling no promise. The promises he he threw out as well, right? I mean, he, he, look, he deserves it at the end of the day, right? Anybody, anybody deserves. If you are only looking out for your best interest and you are not the star of the show, guess what? You need a reality a reality check, sir. Let's just be honest, right? Mm -hmm. So whoever you decide, Magic to. To, you know, as, as you continue to grow, whoever uh, manages, whoever oversees, remember, if they don't have your best interest at heart, you don't need them. Right. Yep. Even with me and my employees, I'll be honest. If they don't have the mission at hand, I don't want nothing to do with you. Right. Mm -hmm. the, my vendors, the people I surround myself with, if you are my vendor. Right. If you are on my payroll, if you don't get this, you don't get none of it. Right. And that's the problem that took place with De La Hoya. It was all about him. Why? Because one, he had retired. He was no longer in the spotlight, right? He was signing young acts, took advantage of the young acts. The young acts said, wait a minute, this is not the way this works, <laughs> right? And when they said that, they said, we're done. Why? Because that man wanted to remain in the spotlight, wanted to get paid to be in the spotlight and dim everyone else's light, right? Alex, would you agree? No, dude, and were you just talking about... I think his major problem is he wanted to be the spotlight. And when you have Canelo, this superstar going, you know, already on the come up and, and you could have hold him because he was on the come up. But as soon as he broke that, broke that barrier and he's that he's the man, he couldn't live with that. It's like, I want to be the star. I want to be Oscar de la Hoya, the golden boy, blah, blah, blah. Right. This guy is outshining you and he couldn't let that go, which a good leader would have been like, let me step aside. It, let me push you and let's make this money together. Right. And mm -hmm. that's what a, a strong leader would have done. And, and he messed up. Got to get back to the basics. Teamwork makes the dream work. It's that simple sometimes, you know, <laughs> that's right. No, I, and, and here's what I'm excited about. I'm excited about, <laughs> I'm excited about, I don't know about you guys. I'm excited about this Mayweather and Jake Paul fight. You know what I mean? You got six <laughs> foot five against five foot five, right? That's what scares me, the size difference. Like, don't get me wrong. Floyd is Floyd. He's 50 yeah. and all. But that's a huge size difference to overcome. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And what if, what? listen, what if Jake Paul, what if Jake Paul had been training all his life and we don't even know it? And we don't know about it. Yeah, so it's that's a big gamble for some money, but it's money Mayweather. So, hey, I let him, I let him take them chances. I'm going to keep rapping. <laughs> I mean, it, it only it only takes a nice a nice power shot to the side of the temple or something. Just and, one. Yeah. You know, and we all know Mayweather is one of the best boxer defenders that are out there. You know, he yeah. he does his little thing where the it looks like the shots just slide off his his uh, shoulder there, and you can't even hit him sometimes. And that's one of the things that Canelo was saying. If I fought him today, it could be a different story. Even if I fought him in his prime, but that's an old, you know, that's past, you know, long gone. But I, th well, I think what this, yeah, what this fight does, though, it shows promoters that you got this YouTuber, if you got the following, 
and you got Mayweather, which also ha has the following. You can basically dic dictate the terms. You Independence. Yeah, dude. That's right. Like you go back to your thing where you were saying the ownership of yourself that they can promote and, and do whatever they want. Yeah, because I always think, like Jay-Z said, I'm a businessman. Like, it's yeah. that simple. If you're going to be in the spotlight, you got to look at yourself as a business because you are a brand. Understand your worth. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Understand your worth. Understand your value. Always remember that if you sit at a table, right? If you sit at a table, remember why you sit at the table, right? Mm -hmm. Don't allow any culture, any race, anything that is said that keeps you away from the table to be shy, you know, to shy away from sitting down. I used to, man. I used to. I used to shy away from sitting down because I would think to myself, I don't need to be here. I haven't earned this. No. Yes, I did earn it. I don't care what that circle of influence looks like. I earned it and I'm going to take my seat. Right. So that was incredibly important in my life. And I, and this is, again, this is the important piece of all of this is you cannot forget your worth, right? You cannot forget your value. Uh, and, and again, we go back to these boxers. Every single one of those guys uh, understands their value. We talked about last week about what this kid is with 18 and 0. what was that kid? Uh, we just talked about it. Oh, 18 and 0, like Ryan Garcia. Yeah, Ryan Garcia. Ryan, what are you doing at the park trying to fight a man who, who looks like he was about to put a whooping on you, right? Like, come, <laughs> right, right, what are you doing, Ryan? What are you it, doing? It's, you you got to let it. They, it basically, he let that go to his head, man. That's he what did. happened right there. He did. But here, Carlos, yeah. you just triggered something. So yeah, man. back in the days, years ago, I was in I was in a meeting and we had a the big basically GC that controlled this whole complex that we were doing. And I was part of the, the leadership of that, of the team that I was doing. And what, and this is way before when I was getting my foot in the door, just growing as, on the industry is yeah. uh, he was like, he asked a question to me directly. And then I answered back and he, I, I guess he couldn't hear. I was just a young kid also like 18, 19 years old, already like being the leader of other people. And he's like, He's like, you got to speak up, son. You're in the big boys league now. And I was like, that triggered me. And that changed my whole philosophy moving forward. So I just wanted to, because you just triggered that. And I was like, oh, that was something that, that hit me right there. Um, yeah, and, and it's true. Sometimes we we think we're not up to that to the level and something triggers us that we have to break through those barriers, just like they were breaking through their barriers. I was just having this talk with one of my artists today. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Yeah, because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta own it. You gotta own okay. it. Speak up. You do, and, and you, you know, at the table. You there for a reason. That's right. That's right. And mm -hmm. you've got to remember that. And so many of us forget about that because we think, oh, you know, we're we're just here. We, you know, we have this this role that we play at work. And and you may think to yourself, well, what's my worth in this company? Well, remind the company what you're worth, right? Think about what you bring to the table. We talked about the other day. How do you how do you create growth in the company that you're in, right? You may be the lowest guy on the totem pole. You may be the janitor right now at your company right but what if you just solved the problem that all these guys all these you know executives have not even figured out yet and you're sitting at the bottom make it known speak up son right speak up son again i've, I've said this uh, uh closed mouths don't get fed right and you gotta you gotta remember that 
you got to speak up. So, you know, speaking of having a voice, uh, it, we've been talking about uh, the past couple of weeks on how to choose a stock, how to buy a stock, what the stock market looks like nowadays. Uh, but before we get into that, have you, uh, Magic, have you uh, out of, you know, because I know you listen to us and we appreciate that. Uh, we also appreciate yep, you sharing you. Uh, our, our, our channel and, and everything that we do. Uh, whether it's on Spotify, sure. whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on Apple Music, whatever it is that that uh, that you have been using, because I've seen it. Uh, before we get into this, is there anything you've pulled away from this show uh, in your experience? Like, what makes you keep coming back? What what makes you say, "Oh, I got to listen to these guys today"? Yeah, I definitely got to come back just because <clears throat> it's kind of like if you're with, with business in general, like it's a lot of philosophy involved with with business, right? And it's too much for any one person to remember it all. And with that being said, it's nice to have, um, I guess, other stakeholders in just business who can impart wisdom. Um, with that being said, the biggest takeaway that I've gotten from you guys is that there is no, there is no one right way. There are a lot of right ways. That's right. And your job is just to figure out one of the right ways and stick to it, stay consistent. <laughs> right, right, ride the wave, ride the course. Ride the wave, ride the course. As long as you do that doing that, you'll be all right. Ain't nothing to worry about. <laughs> what, a great, what a great thing to mm -hmm. say as we talk about stocks, right? As we talk about investments, as we, uh, we've been trying to figure out, you know, when you look at stocks and you look at investing in companies and you look at these step-by-step, uh, what are you doing? You know, what does that look like? And we've talked about the past couple of weeks, you know, how much you're going to invest and, and what you're going to invest in. You know, what sector are you going to jump into? How are you examining the company's reports? You know, as you look at the revenue streams, as you look at uh, risk over reward, right? How is the company's trajectory? Uh, reviewing the financials, uh, Magic, you know about this when you look at the balance sheets, right? How healthy mm -hmm. are they? Uh, when you look at the P&Ls for the month, you know, are they carrying anything over? Are they actually profitable? You know, gross is great, but earned revenue is what we're looking at, right? Mm -hmm. So what are you taking home? So looking at those price to earnings and the return on equity, Alex, I, I know the other- EBITDA. Day, what was that? The EBITDA. Oh my gosh, yes. Uh, when we talk about and understand a company's industry, uh, what are some of the things that you're looking at, Alex, uh, when you're jumping in the stocks? No, so so yeah, we we already kind of touched on a lot of these, but you know, one of the things that I think wrapping up the the thoughts of everything that we've talked in the last couple of episodes is on basically reading other other opinions of experts. I think that's the last one that they had as right, far as theirs. Right. And what I like to do is, it, I use E Trade. So I like to put the tickers in. As soon as you put the tickers in, in by that I mean, you know, the, the basically the stock symbol. You put the stock symbol like, uh, and you're able to read all the news in a lot of different opinions. And also, there's people out there that are well known in the industry that like um, that have their own opinions. And it's good to read what other people are saying about a particular stock, but you got to remember, it's also opinions. Going back to what you're saying is there's not one right way to do it. There's mo multiple ways and you got to pick one, but it's, it's, you have to be educated. That's one of the things we said, Carlos and I, we're, we know a little bit, but we're not experts at it. And we're still sure. learning just as much as all of us it's and, experience. And all our listeners. Yeah. 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 So, 
what I, I, I look at other people and see what they say. And sometimes I'm more of a little bit of a gamble, not a gambler, but it's like there is some stocks like, for example, AMC, oh. AMC, I, I hold it and I bought it way before. And I kept it, you know, and I kept it because I do. And believe I told you to hold theater, on to it. I told no, you. To but but, I, but you remember, I told you, I do believe <laughs> the movie theaters are going to come back. Oh, yeah. And, and right now it, it took a spike from like what it was at eight dollars. It's at forty seven dollars today. So if today, I sold yeah. it, I made quite a bit of money because I bought it when it was seven dollars. If I sold it today, that basically means I made 40 bucks out of every share. If I sold it, I'm still holding. I'm going to see what happens. But I do believe the movie theaters are going to come back. And, and it's just reading analytics, reading like other people's experts, a gut instinct too. Like I love movies. Carlos loves movies. We used to go back in the days. Remember Carlos? Oh man. We used to yeah, go yeah, all yeah. the time. 3 a.m. We sit there watching a movie. Oh man, it's a great <laughs> And I think that even though there's, there, I think that they're coming back and we can stream them here on HBO Max. And, 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 and you still want that movie experience. You so always, I believe yeah, they come yeah, back. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course. How you feel about the cost of that experience, though? Because I kid y'all not, before the theaters uh, closed, I took just me and my four-year-old daughter to go see a movie, and it cost $50, snacks and all. Like, that's that's expensive. It is expensive, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely <laughs> when super you strap, expensive. That's when you put on that book bag and you put the snacks in the back. Yeah, I think that price is going <laughs> to come down, though, when that industry starts to boom again. Absolutely. I, I think it has to because... They have to look at, do we want people to come into the theaters or they're going to stay home and watch it on their television? What's the value proposition, right? What's the value that they bring to the table? So either movie theater companies like like Disney and, and, and Pixar or whoever, all these companies, they either give it to the movie theaters at a lower cost so they can reduce their price and, and get people to get that experience or people are just going to wait, dude, and get it at home. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. It's. I mean, you're absolutely again, right. That's like super expensive. Ridiculously expensive. I mean, yeah. fifty bucks for two of you guys. You, I mean, you might as well get you a nice dinner, right? Might as well go. Well. Yeah, no. Take I mean, my four year old to Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> <laughs> or you can just buy the movie for twenty bucks, right? And you have uh -huh. it there forever. Uh -huh. It's like it's one uh -huh. of those things. Is like they uh -huh. gotta look at that and and know. But I think there was not much left, Carlos, to that. I think it was just. Basically, what you need to gather experiences from other people, read the news, and go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and you gotta tune in next week, guys. I found an app. Check this out. I hope those of you that are, if you've been on the fence about investing, if you've been trying to figure out, you know, how do I jump in this? As far as do I want to jump into this? I found an app doing some research uh, that will allow you to invest fake money. Okay. It will keep track. Oh, yeah. It will keep track of how much you invest in a specific sector. It will allow you to keep track of what fund you're jumping into any ticker. There's no, I mean, we're talking NASDAQ. We're talking S and P we're talking about Dow. You can jump into any market, buy what you need to get. And what you can do is you can actually see the diversification take place on this app and figure out if your choices that you have made over a seven day period, over a 14 day period, over a 30 day period, if you are actually outperforming your portfolio. 
So that way you can play around with the market without playing around with your pocket. So you got to stay tuned. I'll bring it next week. I'll share it next week. Uh, that way, uh, you know, this, this will actually give you a better insight as to how well you do with stocks. In Carlos, if I may add, I'm, I'm sorry. Were you going to say something magic? I was going to ask y'all don't use Yahoo Finance. That was kind of my go-to. Just because no, they, they have the news and, and everything right there in yeah, one. For sure. The app. For sure. I, I use a Yahoo because that's a good one. But, yeah. Carlos, with, to your point about the app, I have a coworker that actually has their kids are around, like, I want to say nine, 10 years old. Um, yeah. And they actually gave the app to their kids and it's like here and, and did that. And they're letting them play with the market because it's not really, yeah. it's not real money, but they're getting that experience. So whenever they get to a position, they understand the market a little bit better or be able to make decisions later down the road. That's so that's gonna, an that's, excellent that's, app for that's that. That's what I'm going to do with my kids one day. I'm telling you, that's the way I started out with the penny stocks. Oh, there you go. That's I, that, that's a nice alternative though. Like I, I'm saying that to say I wish I had fake money to to play with. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Of course. See, see, this is this is why these and look at the end of the day, those platforms, they know why they're putting the, their content out there, right? They know why they're going to bring you in because they've got ads, uh, they've got an opportunity where you can actually, you know, you can get your own portfolio while you're there, right? So they they know what they're doing, but this is a be a this is a fantastic practice opportunity. Uh, again, you can do everything we've talked about and some and be able to say, all right, you know what? I'm going to jump into this. Here's what I'm going to buy. And you can see, and you can sell it on there. Look, you can buy it and sell it. I believe you can even do calls and puts on there. So, well, I was just going to ask that options too. Dang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, listen, this app is great. So you got to tune in next week. That includes you magic. Uh, sure. you know, spread love for sure. But I think this is this is a good opportunity for those that are wanting to invest. Uh, even those of you that are investing. Listen, I did it the other day just to see because I've been on I've been on the fence on some of these. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it. I've been on the fence on Coinbase uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm not I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I'm choosing not to get into it. Uh, it's a perfect time to buy. It's yeah, 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 yeah. You know, my thing with investing, though, and you guys kind of touched on this last week, dude. And I gotta admit too, I've actually since I embarked on my journey, I'm investing in myself 100. So I actually pulled all my invest investments except for my pension fund. Mm -hmm. Um, still got that intact. I'll be vested soon, so not yeah. gonna touch that. Everything else, I'm investing it in me. But long story short, I just want to say. I don't like the amount of volatility in the market these days because I feel like it literally gives individual players too much control over the market. And that in itself is a conflict of interest for me because I don't know these people enough to allow them to be in control of my money. Once you put it into the market, they're in control of your money at that point. Mm -hmm. This is this is what the and this is something me and Alex talked about this, I believe, offline. This is what the market is struggling with right now, with all of this uh, drama that took place with uh, Dogecoin. And you've got these guys over at that platform that I'm going to not say their name. You've got all of this volatility. That's because they are. I'll say it this way. The market is losing trader trust. Mm -hmm. and, and they know it and they're recognizing it, right? Because mm -hmm. these, these smaller guys that are throwing in 10, 15,000, hey, in volume, right? In volume, that matters. Mm 
right? Yeah, Reddit groups getting together. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is that at one point you say, wait a minute, wait a minute. How sustainable is this model? And can I even trust this model anymore, right? And, and with that being said, what I did come up with was my own little personal strategy. Um, probably got the tip from a coworker who works in accounting, but I just started buying up in my own little side 401k, just buying up anything that pays a monthly dividend and just, I'm going to let that compound. If it pays me a monthly dividend, I'll buy it and I'll buy as much of it as I possibly can and just let that keep compounding. And, that, wow. and that's my route. How aggressive are you on your portfolio? Not too aggressive at all. Um, before, yeah, before I started rapping, though, um, I was really aggressive. Just probably like, I would say I w- was willing to invest up to like five hundred bucks at a time. Um, but I was also on a hunt for like new um, securities, new 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 tickers Private to buy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of one of the things that I've said is like. Hey, if you buy into companies that have longevity, like like a Delta, it's probably not gonna go under. They got in plus the government probably We've won't seen allow it. it. Yeah, <laughs> we Johnson and Johnson, those big companies that you know, even if the market is moving and, and there is, yep. yeah, they're yeah, it's too big to fail. It, it and basically you got dividends just like you're saying. Those companies, even if the stock goes up, you know it's gonna rebound. It's it's those companies that I think you want to invest in the long term, just like you're saying, and not these other ones. Yeah, if you have that extra means and funds to do it, it it's good to to try to see what happens. But if you're you got to stick to the strategy in the long term, you know. And then one of the things I want to say is, guys, go take take a look at Carnival Cruise and also Norwegians because they're already talking about the in quarter three. They're going to be putting some ships ships out there for Norwegians. And, you know, that's coming back. So if you're looking at their stock, maybe right now it's a good time to buy. Of course, don't take my my advice, no, right? Do no, no, no. Take that advice. Take that. No. Let me tell you this right now. Let me say this. The way to vacation is on cruises, guys. The way to vacation is a cruise. Why? Because you can do five, right? Three to five stops on one trip all on different aspects of different islands, right? And mm. you get back on this boat, unlimited food, unlimited breakfast, unlimited lunch, unlimited dinner, shows, casino, nightlife. Listen, cruising is the way to go. I believe in the cruising industry. I believe it not only because they're registered and, and their taxes are, are a little wonky uh, and, and they could pay out their investors a whole lot more. Listen, I, as what Alex is saying, I affirm it. I've always affirmed it. We had this conversation mm. months and months ago during the pandemic. And I said, grab it, grab it, grab it. And me and me and Alex decided that we were going to grab it and we jumped on it. And let me tell you, be patient because this is the way people are going to vacation and they're continuing to vacation this way. So no, anyway, sure. Alex, I'm sorry. I had to jump in and say that, man. No, I was just going to say, if you, yeah, man, you are. I on mean, it. I think they need to do their own research, I'll stamp but it. yeah, but, but no, I think that it's a good, it's a good buy. I mean, I, for sure. I believe that in two or three years, it'll be back to normal before you know it. If you don't make money on it, call me, I'll pay you for it. <laughs> nah, that's a that's how statement. much I believe. That's a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so listen, we on the last segment, I want to jump into this. I'm going to leave this as a last segment. Uh, we're going to skip over some things. But, you know, we talked about life. We talked about finance. We talked about the cost of a dream. We talked so many things tonight. 
I want to ask you guys, and, and I, I don't know how you feel about this, and, and even you, those that are listening, ask yourself this question. Uh, when it comes to adulting, what was the most surprising thing for you? It's all, the it's list is so long. <laughs> like what, what jumps out to you right now? Man, you know what? That's it. That's it. Makes us think, doesn't it? I love it. Yeah, that's a tough uh, one. Cause you know what? One thing that t- age tells you, though, when you're that young and everything, and you get this injury or this recovery, the recovery time is so fast. Versus when you start getting old, your body is it, there's no warning, there's no nothing. It's just you just feel it in your body. Mm. That's a good moment. I mean, there's plenty of other examples, but I, as a body, as as myself, that have been super active, sometimes. It was like, oh, maybe I should have done that because you think you're still able to do it, but your body's like, no, 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 sir. You need to hold on. <laughs> you can't run no more. <laughs> you, you know, I think for me, it, it might have been just, just the realization of how much you start thinking like your parents because you're an adult now. And a lot of the things that pissed you off as a child <laughs> it makes sense to you now. <laughs> now, right? Yeah, and it kind of makes you want to go back and apologize to your parents almost. Like that, I would say that's probably the worst feeling that I've had as an adult. Like just, cause you realize you were wrong about so much and they were right about so much at the same time. Mm. Mm. Yeah, but mm. it's a cycle if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Our parents were in that same situation when they were a teen <laughs> and being rebels and not listening and to your point, it, it is true. You think about it, it's like, man, I should have listened. And the way I approached that with my with my brother was like, well, let me tell him. And then at least he can't say that nobody told him. That's right. That's right. That's right. Just say yeah. it. Just spit it out. Piss mm-hmm. him off right in the, right in the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it happens. Yeah, man. No, no, no. I, I think if anything, for me, uh, I just, I don't know. I you ever, you remember when, you, okay, so think about those days and, and, and Magic, you probably can relate to this more than, than, than us, but imagine, imagine waking up or going to bed at night and saying, oh, tomorrow it's going to snow, right? Uh, you know, as a kid, as a kid, I look forward to snow days, right? I look forward when, when that name of that county school showed up on the bottom of Channel 5. You know, you get that moment that you just remember. Oh, we're not going uh, <laughs> to that feeling of, oh, man. Now, you know, that feeling of, oh, man, I ain't going to go to work tomorrow. I feel it. Like, it's not the same. Now I'm like, no, 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 no. We got things to do tomorrow, right? We got work to do tomorrow. We got, we got hustles to conquer tomorrow. Like, I'm not excited about a snow day tomorrow. I'm not excited about not being out, but before it was all about that feeling, right? It was all about that moment of, oh man, I get some freedom. I get some liberty. I get that, that moment of just breaking free. I don't know what that's like anymore, (laughs) but if anything surprised me with adulting in that man is I don't get those feelings anymore. Like, I don't know what recess is, right? I don't know what recess feels like anymore. How about you guys? Nah. Alex? No, I mean, I can relate to that because, because, dude, 
it doesn't even matter anymore. I work 90% of the time from right here in my <laughs> office, in my home office. I, I just work from here 90%. I just go to meetings and stuff or go to clients when I need to the 10% of the time or office meetings. And I have an office at my actual work, but I'm not never there. So if we have a snow day, it don't really even matter because nope. I'm just traveling downstairs <laughs> and, and I got to work. It, it, there's no, oh, there's okay. no, there's no off for me, but right. you're right. It's, 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 even if there is an off, it's like, man, I got so much stuff. I got this, I got that. I got timelines. Yes. Yes. You don't have Deadlines. a moment of peace. Meetings. So even if, yeah. Even if you're sitting down on the couch or something, it's like, it's like, nah, I got, you got to work. It's like, you, even on the weekends, it feels like you got to work. Right? Mine yeah, don't stop moving. It's, no, it's, man. it's a very interesting dynamic. Look, I'm not, you know, some would say, you know, so for me, it's surprising I got to pay bills. No, no, that's not surprising. I knew I had to pay bills, right? Uh, mm. I, I, one of the things that I do think about. I, I mean, we've been working since uh, we were like 16, 15 16 years so. old, man. Yeah, man. No, no, it's no. Like I, it's a, work has never stopped. No, no, it hasn't. <laughs> but, you know, one of the things that I think about now is I think about when I'm older, like when I go to to the local Piggly Wiggly, if we want to call it that, if I go to the local, local Piggly Wiggly, and I see a 65, 70 year old man or lady, you know, bagging groceries. I'm like, I can't do that. Like that cannot be me. I need to be enjoying the rest of my life. Right. Cause this is my third season into this thing called life. I need to take at least that time to enjoy it. I don't know how much, you know, how, how, how old I'll allow myself to get. Uh, I'll still wear Yeezys at 65 years old, I think. Uh, but you know, I, I think about those things because they're real, right? They matter. But that moment, man, of not going to work the next day, I don't feel that. Like, I don't get that excitement as I did as a kid when it was a snow day. You know <laughs> what I mean? I just don't. And that's why I was saying, uh, Magic, you probably understand this more than all of us because you know what a snow day is in Denver, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. We get them a lot out here, man. We just had snow literally two months ago in April. That was, We had our last snow day in April, and that's so But you guys still me. go to work, or you, uh, people just stay home, or there's no... Well, you put the chains and you go, or what? Yeah, um, so we don't shut down for snow days. Like, it'll be more... We shut down for ice. <laughs> yeah, they'll be more lenient out here. Like you'll get some grace. Like maybe show up late if you if you don't show up at all. Maybe they'll be understanding depending on your mm. boss. Mm. But you're expected mm. to be at work. Wow, wow. Gotcha. It's certainly. Anyway, I, I wanted to bring that that piece up because I think it's it's. Uh, I think for all of us that that are listening, uh, you know, there were some things to us as as we decide. You know, as we grow up, we don't decide to grow up. I mean, some of us can choose not to grow up. But as we grow up, there's some things in the adulting world that we had to really, you know, get a grasp on. But so I appreciate you guys sharing that. But listen, I want to, yeah, man, I want to piggy, ahead. I want to piggyback just really quick. I know we're we're extended here on time, but it's kind of some people may say like, well, Carlos, why are you working so hard? Uh, you got to enjoy your money a little bit, and because you may not get to live to be seventy or whatever. And to those people, I say is is oh, I didn't there's take always the vaccine. that. I'll, I'll live that long. <laughs> no, you're probably a zombie anyways. But li listen, you may be able to get to live 80, 90. Uh, and guess what? If you don't, you're still trying to put your kids in a better situation than you were when you started. So you're giving them that leg up. People say, well, it's generational wealth, right? Why they someone had to start someone had to change that chip and and that could be you listener you could be that like yourself you went to college you you pushed on your career you did on your own you're that chip that changed 
for the rest of your family members down your line. So it's the same situation all of us find ourselves. We work hard, and if we don't get to enjoy it at a later time, your kids, you're putting them in a better situation that you're changing that chip, and now you're you're slowly growing that wealth that they'll eventually get a couple generations down the road to have money. But if nobody ever changed that, if we don't change it ourselves and put ourselves in a situation, things ain't never going to change for yourself or mm. your family members or your kids. Mm. Mm. And I just wanted to piggyback off of that because, you know, I think I hear that all the time. Well, you work too much. You don't really, it's like, yeah, I enjoy myself and I buy what I want to, but I'm also got a different, a different goal. You also mm -hmm. say, you also say my family is not from this country. So I got to build generational wealth for my next generation, right? I don't get inheritances that way, right? I don't just get to inherit land because my great, great grandfather inherited in this country, right? Those things you got to work for, you know? And I think mm -hmm. I'm not going to get into the oppression and to the privilege. I'm not going to get into that. That is not the show, right? That is not the show today. No. Uh, we got a power to change it ourselves. It's exactly, hard work. Exactly. It's not easy. It, it, you deal with a lot of situations, but it's on us. I, each one of us in the call here and the, who are listening, it's on us to change that. It's on us to push our, ourselves. That's that's all I got to say on that. Well, listen, we uh, we want to say thank you to Magic. Uh, we want to say, uh, I mean, this has been a, an honor for us as 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 the wiretap, as we call it, El Wiretap. Since every, there was a whole bunch of wiretaps out there, we wanted to uh, separate ourselves and call it El Wiretap. Uh, we yeah, say thank sure. you. yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to say thank you for sure. Uh, thank you for sharing your time. Yeah. I know it's late. I know it's a little earlier for you than it is for us right now. Uh, but we really do appreciate your time. We appreciate your insight. We also appreciate your support. Just know you've got fans uh, uh, right here sitting in this in on this call. Uh, we're gonna be behind you. We're gonna be pushing it. Uh, we'll be right here. Yeah, we'll tell Carlos. Uh, Carlos will put the link, uh, your SoundCloud, in, in our description when the show goes live on Tuesday. Absolutely. We'll put it in there, and that way people could check out your channel if they haven't already. Thank um, you. And we'll go from there. Absolutely. Well, as you as you know, Magic, as our listeners know, we always like to end the show uh, with a quote, uh, whether it's a positive quote, quote on life, whatever the case may be. Uh, today's quote for, comes from Martha Curtin. Martha says, uh, time you enjoy wasting is not wasted time. I'll say it again. Time you enjoy wasting is not wasting time. Believe in yourself. My name is Carlos. This is Alex. Magic. Hey, Magic. <laughs> All right. So, Peace. We appreciate it. See you guys. Peace. Peace.